Um, y'all follow me just for a moment. Um, book of Hebrews, chapter number two, verse number one. The writer says, we must pay the most careful attention. Everybody shall pay attention. He says, you got to pay attention, therefore, to what we have heard so that we do not drift away. That's a major concern. It's a major, major concern for me as a pastor. Um, I see the fire that y'all got. Ooh, I see the motivation. I see what y'all are saying. Um, reality is, we always start this way. We, we always start on fire. Um, real talk. What would you be like, have you kept the workout regimen that you said you was going to do in 23? Like, real talk, if you would have ate how you said you needed to eat all of 23, like, where would you be like right now? <laughs> I mean, here's the reality. All of us actually started out, ooh, girl, this is my year. This is my year, dog. I'm going to do right this year, man. I'm going to hit that gym this year. Man, I ain't eating no sweets all year. And then I was like, you know, it's just my anniversary. I don't know. It's just my anniversary. One, one bite won't hurt. And so I did what the text says not to do. I drifted away. Um, Galatians 6 and 9 declares, and let us not be weary in well-doing, for in, everybody shall do season. In due season, we shall reap if we faint not. Has, has anybody in here ever received anything in the mail that said, past due? Okay. Okay. So, what that means is, when you got that little slip in the mail, and it was in red, wasn't it? Yeah, see, y'all got it, y'all got it, y'all got it. So, so, so what, what that meant was that there was a particular transaction that was supposed to happen by this day. Therefore, the company is saying, our blessing is <laughs> past due. God says, and let us not be weary in well-doing for in everybody shall do season. D-U-E. God has a due season for you. Like, like it is, I understand, there is a specific time and moment that God going to drop everything that he said he going to do for you this year. Like, it's already set. It, it is all, God ain't making plans. The plan's already set. It's in stone. I'm going to bless you, and I've already dropped it in a day that I'm going to bless you. And, and listen, God has taken all of the factors into consideration because he knows, like, when you're ready to handle it. But he not only knows when you're ready to handle it, he also knows when your family's ready to handle it. I understand that there, there are certain levels of notoriety, there are certain levels of blessings that you might be able to handle, but your family can't handle the attention that you would get with this type of. So God says, I know when she's ready to handle it, but I also know when the folk connected to her, everybody shout, there's a due season. So, so this is what you have to do since we have a due season. He says, don't be weary and don't faint. In essence, don't become mentally weary while you're waiting on God to do what he said he's going to do in your life. Am I making sense in this place? So, so um, here is my assignment today. 
I want to show you one of the major things that could hinder you from obtaining what God, everybody shout, really wants to give you. Man, I'm going to bless y'all today. Like like what he, whoo, what he really wants to do for you. In our foundational text, um, I want to back up to Exodus 19. And in Exodus 19, God gives these people tremendous promises. He makes declarations over their lives. He blesses them. He reminds them of the things that he's done for them in the past uh, to pique their anticipation as to how good he is on fulfilling his promises. He says to them, Exodus 19 and 3, Then Moses went up to God, and the Lord called to him from the mountain and said, This is what you are to say to the descendants of Jacob, and what you are to tell people, the people of Israel. You yourselves have seen what I did to Egypt and how I carried you on eagles' wings and brought you to myself. Five declares, now if you obey me fully and keep my covenant, then out of all nations you will be my treasured possession, although the whole earth is mine. Isn't that interesting? He says, that, I know you got Gaston Point, I know you got Orange Grove, I know you got Surrey City, but, but no, good point going to be mine. That's what he said. He said, out of all the other nations, all of mine, but you're going to be my special people. You will be for me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. These are the words you are to speak to the Israelites. Look at verse number seven. So Moses went back and summoned the elders of the people and set before them all the words the Lord had commanded him to speak. Look at this. The people all responded together. We will do everything the Lord has said. So Moses brought their answer back to the Lord. My God, today. God, in essence, is saying, I'm going to do double-double for you. Watch this, watch this. Because he's already brought them out of slavery. He's not just brought them out of slavery. They are exceedingly wealthy coming out of slavery. Y'all remember the story the night before they left uh, Egypt? He told them to go to the neighbors, knock on the door, and ask them for their gold and silver. They, they stripped the nation of their wealth. God has already blessed them, but God says, now that you are out, there are more things that I want to do for you. Let me tell you what I want to do for you, and all you need to do is just follow me, keep my covenants, and I'm going to bless you. Everybody shout double, double. Here's the question that's on the table, because in essence, that's double-double. Not only have I blessed you, but look at what I'm getting ready to do for you. Here's the question. What's actually greater than double-double? <laughs> they got some answers. Said triple-triple. Like, like, real talk, let's see. I mean, I just, I, I need y'all to just marinate on that. Marinate, marinate. If, if God, how many of you are like, like receive the word, like, like God's, God's going to do something phenomenal in me, through me this year? How, how many of y'all receive that? Okay. So if, I, I, I need to pick your expectation because I'm telling you, what you know and feel God's going to do, I'm prophesying to you today that God says, I actually want to do much greater than that. Look, look, look. 
God speaks to Moses in the wilderness, go back, get my people, bring them out of Egypt into their own land, their own country. You're going to be my special possession. I'm going to gift you with things. I'm going to bless you with things. And, and all you got to do is this. And, and Moses, Moses gets their answer. We will do all that you said. And Moses takes their answer woo, back to the Lord. I, I need you all to see this. I need you to see this. God speaks to Moses in the burning bush by himself. Go confront Pharaoh. Lead my people out. He performs the miracle in front of the people as they're coming out. He does miraculous things uh, through the Red Sea, uh, pillar of fire by night, pillar of cloud by day. And, and, and God says, I brought you out. I'm going to bless you. I need y'all to see this. I just need you to do this. They said, yes. Moses takes the answer back to the Lord. Lord, the people said that they will do all that you said. And God makes a decision. If they're going to respond to me like that, I'm going to give them more. <laughs> the question is, what's actually more than double-double? Watch this, watch this, watch this. So, and the Lord said to Moses, if they're going to they, if, if they do like that, I tell you what, I got some for them. The Lord said to Moses, go to the people and consecrate them today and tomorrow. Have them wash their clothes and be ready by the third day because on that day the Lord will come down. What's greater than double-double? When God shows up himself. God says, watch this. I ain't just going to send you a blessing. I ain't going to just send you a word. I'm going to show up myself. So God says, God says, tell, tell, if, if they're going to respond, tell the people, get ready, because I'm coming. So, so, uh, on the morning of the third day, there was thunder and lightning with a thick cloud over the mountain and a very loud trumpet blast. Everyone in the camp trembled. Then Moses led the people out of the camp to meet with God, and they stood at the foot of the mountain. 18 declares, Mount Sinai was covered with smoke because the Lord descended on it in fire. The smoke billowed up from it like smoke uh, from a furnace, and the whole mountain trembled violently. And the sound of the trumpet grew louder and louder. Moses spoke, and the voice of God answered him. I need y'all to see this. When the, people, when the people saw the thunder and lightning and heard the trumpet and saw the mountain in smoke, they trembled with fear. They stayed at a distance, and they said to Moses, Mo, you talk to us. And we'll listen to you. Um, we don't want to have, like, the direct connection with God like that. Like, we know we need God. We don't want to be that close to him. 
Moses, speak to us yourself, and we will listen, but do not have God speak to us, or we will, we, we will die. The people remained at a the people remained at a distance while Moses approached the thick darkness where God was. God, you're gonna have to help me. Listen, 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 listen. If you take a notes, I want you to jot this statement down. Getting close to God requires a sacrifice. Getting close to God requires a sacrifice. Here's the problem. Some have settled to know God through others who have made the sacrifice. Listen, man. Boy. Listen to me. Listen to me. There is a, I need the church to hear me. EMCC, I need... Listen to your pastor. There is a deeper place God wants to take you. There is a, there is a place in him of, of connectedness, revelation, insight that God desires to take you. Here, here is the problem. Where he wants to take you, it actually requires sacrifice. And while some of us will miss the deeper things is because we actually want it. We want it without the sacrifice. Let me say it how it's, stand, stand up, dear. Stand, stand up, stand up. This is how we want it. This is how we want it. You good. The Bible declares that there are certain things that come by fasting and praying. I want those things, but this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to ask you to fast for me. For breakthrough. Now, I'm going to keep eating. Three meals a day, including snacks. But I am going to call you to check to make sure that you are interceding on my behalf because I do want the deep things of God. I just don't want to personally sacrifice for it. There is a there is a place in God that he wants to take us. There's a connected, there is a depth in God of understanding and awareness of who, oh my God today. There's a place that God wants you to be where it's like you know he with you. You, you understand? And, 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 but, but, to, but to get there, it takes sacrifice. And some of us are missing it because we want up. Moses, you, you consecrate yourself because you, God told them, God told Moses, tell them, consecrate yourself. Prepare yourself because I'm getting ready to give you the raw me for real. And I know it's going to be terrifying. It's going it's to make you tremble. It's going to make you fearful. But if you, if you can bear this, if you can sacrifice this, you will not only get, oh, my God, you won't get what's in my hand. My God, today, you'll have my heart. Thank you. I got, I got a friend, I got a friend who's, who's a millionaire. I got a friend who's a millionaire. And he's a friend, I actually knew him before he was a millionaire. I knew him before he was a millionaire. Now, real talk, here's a blessing to have a friend that's a millionaire. Watch it. Let me, let me tell you why. Not because I ain't never asked him for nothing, I ain't never went after nothing, nothing like that. It's a blessing because I don't have his money but I do have his heart. 
And because I have his heart, watch this. I, I, I hadn't been there. I ain't tested it. I don't want to test it. But watch this. Because I have his heart, he won't let me be in need. If he thought I was struggling, he'd come to the rescue. Why? Because we got something for real. God says, I want to just, I want, I want to be more than the distant millionaire that just send you blessings in the mail. I want to be the one that shows up at your house and walks with you and talks with you. I don't want, come on, let me, let me say it like that. God says, I don't want you just seeking my hand. I want you to seek my face. So, so, so. They opted, you know what, uh, this sacrificial stuff, ooh, and you got to be careful because that's what some of y'all are right now. God, went, God, God would not send this word if it wasn't in the house. And what's in the house, Pastor McGee? You got individuals that really are saved. They, they, like they, they do love God, and they actually feel God calling them to a deeper place of consecration because he wants to, but... but Going to this place requires um, sometimes canceling plans or sometimes missing the show because he actually wants me to pray and spend time with him. He's uh, certain folk that I can't necessarily kick it with because they are interruption of what me and God has. So they said we want the blessings. We, we don't want the closeness like that. I want to depend on some of y'all for the deeper sacrifices to tap into those blessings. Here, here, here is, here, here's the problem with that. Because for some of you all, it's actually, yeah, for some of you all, it's actually been working for a while. Um, I'm telling you, in 24, God's going to kick some crutches from under some of y'all. I'm, I'm like, like the person... The, the person, somebody, this was a couple of, a couple of weeks ago, um, I was in, just in meetings all day, and I don't know what was up with my phone. Um, it was tripping, and somebody was trying to get a hold of me, like all day. They were just calling and calling and calling and calling, and I didn't get any of their calls. When I finally recognized, that, oh, they've been trying to get, and, and I reached out, it really, watch this, it really was a 911, and they really didn't need my help, but you know what they said? They said, Pastor, I'm actually glad you didn't pick up. I really did need you, but I'm glad you actually wasn't there because you not being there actually forced me to get to a place. You not being there forced me to do what I was going to ask you to do. Here's the real problem with that. When God kicks the crutch from under you. So what happens in Exodus 24, um, they're depending... The strength of their relationship is connected to Moses. As long as Moses is walking with them, they're good with God. It, it's, see, some of you all need to develop a greater God consciousness. When, when I first got saved, like real talk, boy, I, was, I was eight years old and I was struggling. I was struggling with everything. All my friends around me cussing and can on. And I used to be, I was a horrible cusser. You know what I'm saying? Anybody ever seen like a bad cusser? Like, you mixing words that don't even, like, bro, them words don't flow. That, they don't, like, flow together. Like, I was a horrible cusser. You know what I'm saying? And I'm, but, I, you know what I'm saying? It's cool, and everybody doing it, but I don't pick it up, and I'm just started doing it. And, and so this is what I said. This is what I said. I'm gonna, I, I said this to myself. I'm eight, nine years old. I said this to myself. 
I'm going to walk around and act like my daddy is with me all day. And if my daddy is with me all day, I know I wouldn't be saying these words to my friends if my daddy was, I, oh, at nine years old, I'm developing a God consciousness. And, and, and that's what some of you all need, to, because whether you realize it or not, he is there. I'll never leave you, nor will I ever forsake you. He is omnipresent. Are y'all with me in this place? So, so because they don't have a true God consciousness and the strength of their relationship with God is through my man Moses, this is what happens when God takes Moses for 40 days and 40 nights and wants to spend some one-on-one -on -one time with Moses. This is what happened. Then Moses entered the cloud as he went on up the mountain, and he stayed on the mountain 40 days and 40 nights. When the people saw that their God consciousness, the one who reminds them of their connectedness to God, when the people saw that Moses was so long in coming down from the mountain, they gathered around Aaron and said, come make us gods who will go before us. They turned away easily because the strength of their connection with God was based on somebody else's sacrifice. Am I making sense in this place? Somebody shout, I got to develop my relationship with God. You got to develop your relationship with God. Listen, this is what I need you to understand. Um, yeah. Me and this fine girl right here. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yeah. Y'all, I've shared this with y'all before. Like, when I went to college, like, I was... Like, I was a real Pentecostal guy, like, real talk. Like, like, real talk. Like, straight Pentecostal. And I get on USM campus, and I literally, in front of Commons, those who went to USM, you know what that is, in front of Commons, I'm walking, and I see all of these girls. And with tears in my, real prayer, with tears in my eyes, I prayed this prayer, and I said, God, I ain't gonna never find a wife because all these girls wearing pants. <laughs> Doc, I'm living this thing, you understand? I'm living this thing, ain't nobody playing. I said, cause you know in my, my denomination I grew up in, women, you know what I'm saying? To your ankles, baby. Blue jeans. So, one day, Pastor I came, throwing that thing like Beyonce. <laughs> Boy, I started getting a revelation. Hold on now. Let me, let, let me see the context of Deuteronomy. Let me see what the Bible actually is saying because, Lord. girl right here, she changed my life. My, I'm a better man because of her. God knew what he was doing when he put this together 24 years ago. Hmm. Now, now watch this. Uh, again, tomorrow, 24 years. I, I made a decision before I met my wife. I made this decision before I married her that I'm never going to divorce her. 
Parent, I just, I had already, you know, like I had settled that. And I ain't throwing stones if you've had a divorce or whatever. I'm just telling you my testimony. Before I got married, I had all, y'all, y'all heard about the 80-20 principle, right? Okay. I don't care who you date, at least 20% of them is crazy. They're going to be 80% of and at least 20%. So this is the decision that I made. God, I don't care what happens, I'm willing to live with that 35%. Willing that whatever come what may, I'm gonna deal with that 30, seven percent. So that's the decision. Listen to me. That I made before I got married. When I got married, I made another decision that didn't contradict. It was actually a compliment. The decision that I made when I got married was I am not going to be unhappy in this marriage. No, no, real talk. I'm, I'm not going to divorce, but I ain't going to be miserable either. So I need to figure out, like, how to make this thing. <laughs> yeah. So, so th- this is the first thing, in general, what God had to do. He had to get me off of finding her flaws and her faults and highlighting and, and helping her change. Because, you know, I was thinking, if you just get your, you know, if we at least get up to 15%. Because I'm just two. I'm like milk. <laughs> yeah, she said whole milk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's that new. Um, so I said, I'm, I need to figure out how to make this thing work. Um, I, I want to share with you guys. If you're taking notes, as a matter of fact, I want everybody to judge. I, I'm getting ready to share with you the secret sauce. Ooh, somebody li- oh, somebody. Oh, y'all going to write now. My man back here, hey, hey, raise your hand. You, he ain't wrote nothing all service. He says, sure, sure. You <laughs> the secret sauce? <laughs> like, I'm with you, Rev. I got 35 on my shoulder, bro. I got 35. Watch this. Jot this down. Uh, study. Communicate. Express gratitude. Community support. Make selfless sacrifices. Write that down. Study. Just keep it on screen. Real quickly. Communicate. Express gratitude. Community support. Make selfless sacrifices. Um, If you have an iPhone, just take a picture and text it to yourself. You Android folks, just... Type it in your notes. Yeah, I mean, I made a decision. I was gonna, you know, not preach as long, y'all. And this, this is on y'all. Now, now watch this. Um, here's number one. I actually made a choice to study my wife. I'm gonna study her mannerisms, study her temperaments. I'm going to study her likes, her dislikes. Peter put it like this. Husbands, deal with your wives according to knowledge. That's, that's, what, that's what Peter says. I'm actually, so, like, 
if she's going to get upset, I usually already know that she's going to get upset before she get upset. Yeah. Like, real like a couple of weeks ago, like I had like a crazy week and I already knew that I wasn't going to be able to spend the time with her this week that she would want me to. So what I did is I told her in advance, knowing that that wasn't going to make anyway. <laughs> but I did go ahead and tell her that, sweetie, this is going to be a busy week. I'm, I'm really not going to have enough time to do anything. I told her. And when we got to that week, she was still upset anyway. But you know what I didn't do? It didn't make sense for me to get mad at her and just, you know, just do the immature stuff we used to do. No, because I, know, I already know you're going to get upset. But guess what? I already know, too, how I'm going to make up next week. <laughs> you understand? I, I made a choice to study my wife. I know, watch this, one of the most significant individuals in her life was her grandmother. So, watch this, Mother's Day, um, birthday, um, death day, funeral day. These are four days that I got that I already know during that time she's going to be in a, so if she's a little moody, just chill out because you know she's, okay, watch this, 24 years, I already know she's going to let me get by with something cute. Like we gonna, it's going to be cute. 25? Whole church going to Hawaii. We, like, we, it's going to be huge. Like, we're going to do something, watch this, we're we going to do something big next year, okay? <laughs> Number one, I, I study her. Number two, in studying her, it's always things that I get wrong. So it drives me to communicate with her. I gotta, I gotta talk with her. I got, watch this. I have to like really let her know where I am. And I'll be honest with you, I don't always like to, this, just, just this week, just this week. Uh, something happened earlier this week and I, it was really impacting me but I didn't wanna tell her. Uh, I didn't wanna bother her, number one. Number two, I didn't wanna talk about it. So I said, I ain't going to tell her. I'm just going to bring my little feelings under subjection. Around Wednesday, Thursday, she said, I don't know what's wrong with you, but you ain't yourself. I'm like, doggone it. <laughs> so I had to, hey, this is what's going on. This is what happened. Da-da-da. have to communicate. Watch this. So, so you guys, how many of y'all, how many of y'all have heard me talk about the family meeting? The family meeting. Okay. So stand up if you've heard me talk about it. Stand up, stand up, stand up. If you've heard me, stand up, stand up, stand up. Stand up, stand up, stand up, stand up, stand up, stand up, stand up. Now, remain standing if you're still doing it. Boy, 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 boy. Ah. You know what? Y'all sit down. I'm finna, we going. Musicians, I'm going to close this out. I'm depressed now. I'm depressed. Mm-hmm. Hey, listen, let me give you an out. Let me help you. Let me help you. Let me help you. Let me give you an out. Um, 
we still do family meetings. They're not as strict and disciplined as they used to be. And this is why they're not, because tough stuff don't affect us like it used to. So, so like, we can deal with something that's a hard place, and we can still go to lunch later on and have a decent conversation. You understand? So we still have them, but if we ever get to that rough spot again, we need to go to something disciplined. Like, so I'm assuming all of you all who sat down is because you lying, you lying. <laughs> Lord Jesus. Watch, watch this. Um, keep, keep the relational tools on the back screen here. Um, here's, here's the third thing. Express gratitude. Everybody shout gratitude. gratitude. Um, like she needs to know I appreciate her. Okay. Um, how many of you guys have ever heard of the book? Matter of fact, if you've heard of the book, Five Love Languages, stand up. If you heard the book, stand up. Now look at this. It's beautiful. This is wonderful. All of you. I see you, Mom. Thank you. If you've heard of it, okay. If you have read it all the way through, remain standing. <laughs> Look, DJ sat down and jazz stood up. <laughs> come, DJ, bro, I need you to come on, my man. I need you. Need you. Thank y'all. Sit down. Sit down. Sit down. Sit down. Um, if you haven't read it, um, I want you to read it, whether you married or not. I want you to, because it is a phenomenal book. Chapman says that there are five ways. He says that everybody has a love tank, and there are five basic ways to fill that love tank. Each of us have love languages. The problem is we're filling people's tank with a love language that they don't recognize. Yeah. Anybody ever gave you a gift that they would like but you didn't like? Like if I gave you this, I mean, you'd be like, oh, my gosh, oh, my God. But, but giving this, this thing, oh, eh. So that's how we do with love. So, so my, my wife's, and it's funny because she, her love language switched, like switched. It's funny. I guess it's age. Hey, we're 24 years in. We good. <laughs> like, we good. We can joke. We good. So um, her primary language used to be acts of service. And I ain't gonna even lie. When I figured that out, like, this girl, goes crazy when I fix stuff, I start breaking stuff, bro. <laughs> I ain't even lying. I ain't even lying. Like, it be simple stuff. Like, like in our old house, the, the drain used to get clogged. And all you got to do is just take this, take this off, let it up, and then fall down, you know, clog up or whatever. Man, I'd be down there for like two hours. Dang. Uh, man, I just, hey, baby, hand, hold, hold, hand me that, hand me that, hand me that, hand me that. I'm saved now. <laughs> um, I start being intentional to show her appreciation. Because sometimes as couples, you just assume that the person knows that you love. But, but here's the deal. My wife came to me one day, and she said, I don't feel that you love me. This is what I said. Okay, let me, let me ask this. Let me ask this. Um, do you know that I love you, though? She says, yes, I know, but I just don't feel. I said, okay, good, we're good there. 
Now, what are some things that I can actually start doing so you can feel the love that you know that I have for you? Well, y'all should have been snapping up in here. That's what y'all should have been doing. <laughs> right? So being intentional to express gratitude. Here's number four. Uh, on purpose, I keep us around couples and people who encourage and strengthen this. Watch, watch this. Nobody, I, I need, I need y'all to hear me. I don't have a friend I kick it with that don't like my wife. You, you understand? I don't have a friend that I'm close with, I kick it with, that ain't crazy about my wife too. I mean, it's just, it's just, just not. I on purpose keep myself and us around individuals and couples that are pro-us. Just look at somebody and say, you need that. Because I promise you, I promise you. Watch this. They come, she act up, that 39% show up, and I go chill with my boy who don't like my wife anyway. Ah, bro, man, this is what you need to do. Oh, really? Okay. Now no, watch this. Here's number five, and this is the, like, Number five is what ties it all together. I need you, I need y'all to, I need you to, because <laughs> you can actually know what to do to study your spouse, to communicate, to express gratitude, to keep around. You can actually know that, but be selfish enough not to do it. <laughs> so after all of these things, you actually know to do, like, then I got to put passion into making the sacrifice to do what I know. And watch this. Sometimes the sacrifice is for her. Sometimes the sacrifice is necessary. It's actually against her. Sometimes there's some things that she, like, really wants to do, and it's conflicting with what I want to do. But you know what? Um... I'm going to, if, if, if this sacrifice is going to demonstrate gratitude, if it's going to help our communication, if it's going to increase my knowledge of my wife, I'm going to make the sacrifice and do, sometimes it's for her, and then sometimes it's like, look here, I ain't needing that apple. I know you're going to be mad at me, but I ain't, <laughs> come on, come on, come on, I ain't needing it. If you eat it, you're going to be by yourself. So, these are secret sauces that I've implemented in my marriage. We ain't perfect, but I tell you what, I'm happy. Let, let, me, let, me, let me tell you, like, real talk, where I am. I actually love my wife and like my wife. Because let me tell you. Love, the lack of love is not why people get divorced. They get divorced because they don't like each other no more. 
So I'm making the investment, and she in turn making the investment, and not only is it increasing our love for one another, it's increasing our enjoyment and like for one another. So if these relational tools are good for the, what the scripture deems as the most crucial relationship in all the earth, if these five principles are good for this, guess what else they're good for? So if you want to grow your relationship with God, you know what you're going to have to do? You're going to have to study your word. <laughs> you have to get in this book. I am a proficient teacher, but you can't depend upon me alone. If the only word you're getting is on Sunday morning, you, you're spiritually hungry. Joshua 1 and 8 says, keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. He said, if you take this word and you rehearse what's in this book, it's going to cause your life to prosper and to be successful. Are y'all with me in this place? You know what else you need to do in your relationship with God? You need to communicate. The Bible declares, then Jesus told his disciples a parable to show them that they should, look at this, everybody shall always pray. Say it again, always pray. He says, always pray and not what, y'all? And not what? You know what Jesus just did? He just said, in essence, if you're praying, then you're not giving up. But if you're giving up, it's because you ain't. Not only should we study and communicate, we need to personally express our gratitude. Psalms, one, uh, Psalms 34 and 1 says, I will bless the Lord at what, y'all? At all. Ooh, that's so good. And his praise shall continually be in my mouth. Let, let, me, let me show you another juxtaposition. Um, if, if, you, if you praising God, you ain't complaining about what ain't happening. If you complaining... It's impossible to praise at the same time. He said, man, as phenomenal as our worship, and man, like, wow, I am. Can, can we bless the Lord for the musicians, for the singers, sound tech, and all of those individuals that make this happen? Where, like, when you, like when you come, we ain't just rehearsing just old songs, but you like having an experience with God. That's good. But last night, me, me and, um, who, who was that guy I was with? Um, I was with, uh, uh, what's that guy's name? Uh, Todd Galbraith uh, last night. And uh, um, we were singing a song together. <laughs> we, we were singing a song together. He, and he didn't mind me singing. He was like, hey, hey, Greg, hey, guy. What you do, man? Hey. Um, guess what? It was my worship experience. I don't sound like Karki. Karki's a phenomenal. I don't sound like John. I be, try, I be in the mirror trying to do like you do. <laughs> I be trying, man. Look, I can't sing, but I got your facial expressions, boy. I'm telling you, I got your facial expressions. Like, uh, listen, listen, I want to I wanna challenge, especially my brothers, I want to challenge you to have moments, not just throughout your week, throughout your day, 
where you literally open up your mouth and sing praises to the Lord. Like, I, I want you to do that. It's, it's, watch, 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 watch. You are so beautiful. To me, can't you see? Everything I hope for. Girl, you everything I need. You are so beautiful. Watch this. To me. That thing went viral. That thing going viral. It's going. It's going viral. <laughs> Watch this. This uh, now my musician coming. Like, oh boy, I got another one. I got another one. <laughs> Watch this. Uh, <laughs> Am I going to get a record deal off that? No. <laughs> like Kirk Franklin going to call me and be like, hey, 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 pastor, man, I heard you. I, he, no, that ain't, that ain't happening. But guess what? She loved it. She loved it. If, if you, for my brothers, in particular my brothers, because I know sometimes we like, we like to be macho, and I don't know, you know, we, we, we just like to be macho, and I need you to... There is a softer side that's revealed in worship that God wants you as brothers, I want to talk to the men, to connect with more. And when you do that, it opens up an, a, a path of connectedness that's like no other. Um, I, let, let, me, let me tell you what, what has been like a, a force for me, like all of my life. What has been a force for me in particular um, has been my father's approval. Like him, him saying, I'm with you. I got you. When you worship, there's a connectedness that I'm spending too much time. Brothers, I want you to sing to the Lord. Can somebody say amen to that? Amen. Here's the fourth thing. Um, you got to surround yourself with a body of believers. I need y'all to hear me. And I know we live in an age where, here, number one, uh, the trust and leadership is like way low. Like real talk. I understand that. And there is this corrupt theology that people are basically saying, you don't need to go to church. And COVID helped us with that, real talk. <laughs> you don't need to go to church. You can worship at home. And you can and you should worship at home. But here's what the scripture declares. And let us not neglect our meeting. Are we in the Bible, y'all? And let us not, everybody shout, don't, don't ne neglect this. And let us not neglect our meeting together as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. We, we got to, like, like, we need this. 
I don't want to go into the, all the teachings of why we need this, but I'm telling you, I need this. If I wasn't a pastor, I'd be at somebody's church. I'd be connected. I'd be on somebody's, listen to me, listen to me. I would be on somebody's spiritual feeding regiment. I, I need y'all to... I, um, if I was training for the Olympics, not only would I have this uh, strenuous workout regimen, I would have a eating routine that I would stick to because putting this number of protein, carbs, so forth and so on in my body will help me to operate at my peak performance. Well, this is what we've done. We literally have a calendar planned out from January 1 to December 31 with feeding plans. There is no reason for you to be spiritually malnourished. And there are some of you all around March, April, you'll find yourself there. And you'll want to meet with me, and I don't have a problem with that. You'll want to counsel with my wife. We don't have a problem with that. Uh, here's the challenge. Had you shown up to be fed? What be tripping me out sometimes is when I got to counsel a whole sermon that I just preached last week, you missed. Missed for no good reason. And I know there's some, and, and th thank God for it. Can we bless the Lord for our online audience, our online community? Thank you, guys. There are many of you all that work, and I love it because it's, some of y'all, some of y'all right now, you're supposed to be working, but you're watching. Look at you. And we love you for it. But you know what? It's on the app. A sister, uh, somebody asked me the other day, new member, they asked, Pastor, how long the messages be on the app? And I said, we don't take them down. Unless it's a bad message. Like, if I didn't like it, it's coming down. So far, this might stay up, okay? <laughs> we'll see. Fellowship. Um, here's the fifth one, and I'm out of here. Uh... You got to make, you have, look, everybody look at me, look at me, look at me, look at me. I need everybody to look at me. Camera, look at me. You have to be intentional to practice a form of self-denial. I need somebody help. Listen, listen, listen. You, everybody shout intentional. You got to be intentional to practice a form of self-denial. What are you trying to say? You, you have to actually put yourself in a position where your flesh wants something and you tell it no. You need, you need to put that pressure on yourself before you get in that pressure situation. So before I get to this place, I've already experienced the pains of wanting something but telling my body you can't have it. So this is what the scripture declares. Jesus said, I just want three words, Matthew 6, 16. He says, when you fast, not if you fast. Not if. Jesus expects you to fast. Am, am, I, am I making sense in this place? All right, put, 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 um, put those five disciplines back on the screen. Put, put them, yep, yep, yep. No. Y'all see those?
I wonder what would happen to your relationship with God if you made a commitment today. Then I'm going to implore all of these. Like right now. I'm, I'm going to discipline myself to study the word. I'm going to discipline myself to pray. I'm going to discipline myself to worship. I'm going to discipline uh, myself to be in the house of God with the people of God. I'm going to discipline myself to fast. I'm going to show you what's going to happen. Here's the model. Exodus 33:13. Moses replied, he says, if you are pleased with me, teach me. Moses says, I want to know. Now, now, now put this, look at the context. The context is the people just told Moses, we don't want to be close to God like that. We find with the mediator. We find with the intercession. But I don't want to have to sacrifice and consecrate myself to the place to experience God like that. I want to be saved. I want to be his people. But that level of revelation, blessings, experience, I want that through you. So Moses said, okay, I'm going up to talk to God myself. And he says, if they don't want to know you, I do. <laughs> Teach me your ways so I may know you and continue to find favor. God help. 15, he says, then Moses said to him, if your presence does not go with us, do not send us up from here. Moses said, I don't want to go nowhere you ain't. <laughs> I don't want to. Some, some, some of you all would benefit. Some, listen, listen, listen. There's some of you all, I'm taking too much time, but I need you to hear me. There's some of you all have actually made decisions that I'm never doing this again. Like you, you, you came into this year saying, I'm not going to do that again. Let me help you not do that. That primarily manifests in certain environments. So it's not about not doing that. It's about keeping that out of the environments. <sighs> How many of y'all know what it's like to have a friend and when they show up, it's like the atmosphere changed when they show up? Certain people show up and you just, you just start wanting to do stuff that you ain't even want to do prior to them showing up. Because people can shift atmospheres. Places can shift atmospheres. Had a lady uh, years ago, uh, God delivered her from, from, from a drug, extreme drug habit, and she was on fire for God, witnessing, telling people about Jesus. And she came to me with a dilemma one day. She said, Pastor, I got a dilemma. She said, I've been witnessing to my friend, and I really want her, I really want her to come to church. Here's, here's my dilemma. She, she stays right next door to the house that we used to get. Do, do, do you think it would be okay if I go pick her up? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. You know why? Because passing the house creates a mental environment that's conducive for things in your past. To, am I making sense in this place? So Moses says, anything that dampens your presence, I don't even want to go there. 17, and the Lord said to Moses, I will do the very thing you have asked because I am pleased. Ah, man, 
God says, I'm pleased with you. Here is the real problem. I need y'all to understand this. Here's the real problem that many of us have actually, we have a partial definition of grace. We got a partial definition of grace. We define grace as unmerited favor, and you are right when you speak to the relationship with God. But when it comes to fellowship, it is not unmerited. By relationship, this is my dad. Like, this is the point of our, we are, we are related because he's my father. But the relationship doesn't necessarily speak to the closeness of the fellowship. God says, I am your father because of unmerited favor. There's nothing in the world that you can do to deserve being one of my children. You can't. So when it comes to relationship, it is unmerited favor. But if you want to get close to me, oh, it's merited. If you want this favor, I need you to do this and not do that and do this and not do that. And so the Lord said, I will do the very things you have asked because I'm pleased. Why am I pleased? Because Moses, unlike the folk that you were leading, you didn't mind making the sacrifice. He says, man, this is good. He says, I am pleased with you and I know you by name. Then Moses said, is this anybody's prayer right here? Now show me your glory. Show, show me your glory. 34 and 2. Okay, Moses. Ooh. Look at 34 and 2. Be ready in the morning. Now watch this. Look at me. This is the same thing that God told Moses to tell the people. Because God got excited. He said, oh, y'all going to do this? Okay. Tell them to consecrate themselves and be ready because I'm coming down and I'm gonna re- they're going to get the full brunt of who I am. Moses said, they didn't want it. I want it. Show me your glory. God says, be ready in the morning. And then come up on Mount Sinai, present yourself to me there on the top of the mountain. No one, everybody shout no one. Shout again, no one. No one is to come with you. Some of you all would have a phenomenal workout routine if you had somebody to work out with you every time you worked out. But if you got to go by yourself, then you don't. How many of y'all like me stayed up to like 2 o'clock in the morning you ordered the exercise video? But when you got it in the mail, it didn't come with the man that was telling you what to do. Like, what? What did I do that? There's some places in God that you go that others around you won't be able to go. This, this, watch this, watch this. Because God says, it's just for you. I just want to show you. No one is to come with you or be seen anywhere on the mountain, not even the flocks and herds may graze in front. God help me today. Eight, Moses bowed to the ground at once. And what did he do, y'all? He worshiped. Lord, he said, if I have found favor in your eyes, then let the Lord go with us. Although this is a stiff-necked people, forgive our wickedness and our sin and take us as your inheritance. Then the Lord said, I am making a covenant with you before all your people. I will do wonders never before 
done in any nation in all the world. The people you live among will see how awesome is the work that I, the Lord, will do for you. 27. Then the Lord said to Moses, write down these words for in accordance with these words, I have made a covenant with all Israel, with Israel. Moses was there with the Lord 40 days, 40 nights without eating bread, drinking water. Look at me. Moses studied. Matter of fact, he did more than he, he wrote it. God inspired him to write it. He prayed, talked to God. He worshiped. He fasted. What's going, if you choose to do this, what's going to happen to you? Like, we'll talk, like, Pastor, I want to know, I want to know. Like, what's, what's the benefit? What do I get? Where will I be if this happens? I want to show you. Because Moses did this, watch this. 3429, as Moses descended from Mount Sinai with the two tablets of the testimony in his hand. As he descended the mountain, he did not realize that the skin of his face shone as a result of his speaking with the Lord. When Moses had finished speaking with them, he put a veil over his face. But whenever Moses went before the Lord to speak with him, he would remove the veil until he came out after he came out. He would tell the Israelites what he had been commanded. And the Israelites would see that Moses' face was radiant. Then Moses would put the veil over his face again until he went to speak to the Lord. This is what's going to happen. If you make a choice this year, these are the things that I'm going to do, and I'm going to be consistent about it. Then I'm going to study my word. I'm going to pray. I'm going to talk to God. I am going to fast. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to worship. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make, make myself uncomfortable and actually sing out to the Lord and worship him. I'm going to keep good fellowship, and I'm going to connect to a church. These are the things that I'm going to do. If you make a choice to do this, when you come out of the presence of the Lord, people are going to know you've been with God. <laughs> like they go, they going to like know you've been with God. You, my, my wife, my wife, she sold her first house the other day. Bless the love of my girl. So. I don't want to say too much, but watch this. Watch this. The man, she, she didn't tell him. She didn't tell him she was a, a, a pastor's wife and a pastor in, until after the transaction. He looked at her and he said, I could tell there was something different about you. Listen, listen, listen to me. He said, he said, this, this was a, he said, there were other agents before you, and I just didn't feel comfortable around them. But when I saw you and communicated with you, I felt comfortable just being around you. They, they, they went, oh my God, they went to a house, they went to a house, and, and my wife had to go because she had a, a, an appointment, and, and, and it was another agent there, and, and, and my wife said, she's going to show you. He looked at her, he said, 
she can show me as long as you get the credit. If you do this, it's going to be like evident that you've been in the presence of God. You're going to walk different. You're going to feel different. Your confidence is going to go through the roof because you know that God is with you. And you know that he's for you. You don't, have to, you, don't, you don't even have to entertain certain fleshly talkbacks and arguments or whatever because you know God got that. God says, I actually want you to experience that. Right? So, here's the question. Um, real quickly, we're going to do this. You the individual in here, you know, I actually need to spend more time studying the Word of God. If that's you, stand on your feet real quick. Stand on your feet. Stand on your feet. Like, I need to read my Bible. Like, I need to read my Bible more. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo, yo. Mm-hmm. It's good. It's good. I need, yeah, I need Lord Jesus, the whole church, Father. <laughs> Ain't nobody reading that Bible. Right? More, more, okay, all right, more. I said more. Don't be, uh-uh, pastor, don't you be. Okay, okay more, more. All right? Now, y'all sit down, sit down, sit down, sit down. Sit down. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, my, my reading is, is okay. My reading is okay. My study is okay. Uh, I ain't praying like I need to pray. I, need, I ain't praying like I need to pray. If that's you, stand up real quick, real quick. I'm not communicating. I'm not talking to him. It's good. Yeah. Don't, don't be embarrassed. I stand up. Some of y'all going to stand up all five times. It's okay. You actually need to identify that, watch this, your standing is a confession that I'm ready to change. That's all I'm giving you, an opportunity. Okay. Have a seat, have a seat. Bring it down just a little bit. All right. If you got bad knees, just you can just stay seated and just lift your hands. <laughs> you got bad knees. We, we, hey, hey, Jesus is a healer too. Praise the Lord. Yeah. He's, hey. I speak healing the bad knees in Jesus' name. Let the power of God do what the shots can do. Pastor, my prayer life is is right. Uh, My study life, but uh, man, I ain't really worshiping. Praise team, yep, be singing, and I just be looking at them like I'm at a concert. I actually need to intensify my worship. That's you. Stand up. Where you at? Where you at? Where you at? Good. Good. Thank you for your honesty. Thank you. Father, I'm confessing that I'm on this rotation. I only come on the first and the third Sunday. And some Sundays I use it as a second Saturday to wash my car and do other things that I feel like. If you're in this place and you know, man, I actually need to make a commitment to the spiritual feeding regimen of this house. Like, if 
I'm not working or actually have a material obligation. I need to be in the house on Sundays. I actually need to be here during small group times and all of those other events that nourish my spirit. If that's you and you're saying, I know I need to do better in that area, rest on your feet. Well, yeah, well, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Finally, Pastor, I fast twice a year when the church fasts, January and August. And I don't always go the whole 21 days. I need to do better consecrating myself to the Lord. If that's you, rest on your feet. Well, yeah. See you. All right. All right. Good. Y'all have a seat. Listen to me. This is what I need you to do. Um, look at me. You have, you have sins of commission, and then you have sins of omission. Sins of commission are sins that you commit against God, like you did something against God. Sins of omission are sins that transpire when you omit something that you ought to be doing. So this is what we want to do. We want to repent for the sins of omission. <laughs> like, I know I should have went to, I know I should have went to church this morning. Zoom in on me. No. I'm watching it, though. I, I know I should have been reading my Bible and fasting. I just, I, I don't know. Here's a good opportunity to, to repent. Heads bowed and eyes closed. Father, now in Jesus' name. God, we are your sons and your daughters, God, that are serious about not just what you got in, for, in store for us, but we're actually serious about you and cultivating our relationship with you, God. So we're asking you now, God, please forgive us for not making the time to study the word. For, forgive us for overriding the promptings of the Holy Spirit to pray. And instead of praying, I just did what I wanted to do. I strolled, uh, I Netflixed, I, I, I went places and I felt that impression. And, and I just said, I'll, I'll do it later. But for whatever reason, I didn't feel that same prompting later because you wanted to talk right then. For, forgive us. Everybody shall forgive me, Lord. God, forgive us for not worshiping you, Father. Using as an excuse because I'm not, you know, I don't play an instrument or I don't, I don't sing like that. And, and, and it's, not about, it's not about musical ability. It's about really having an attitude of gratitude. For, forgive us, God, for our lack of... Uh, embracing Christian fellowship and not showing up like we, we need to show up to be poured into as well as to pour into my brothers. God, everybody shall Lord forgive us. Forgive us. God, forgive us for the, the lack of consecration, of fasting, um, not being intentional to, to test my own flesh and push beyond hunger pains and and cravings of my body to practice telling my flesh no. So when I do get in those hard moments when my flesh is craving for something that I know is against God's will, 
I, I, I didn't have the confidence to kill the giant because I didn't kill the bear or the lion. So God, forgive me for not being intentional to practice bringing this. Everybody shout, Lord, forgive me. Sister Veronica, I'm stuck on a word. I've heard a lot of words concerning this church, my life, my family, that have been exceptional words. It's one word out of everything that I've heard that I can't get out of my mind. Veronica, this was the word. Somebody came to me and they said, Pastor, I don't know what this means, but it's like I had a dream. And in the dream, Jesus actually came down. <sighs> and he showed up in our service. Thank God for double-double. Thank God for the millions. Thank God for all of that. But let me tell you what's greater than all of that. Jesus shows up in the service. If Jesus shows up in the service, Pop, I promise you a million dollars is not on my mind. If Jesus shows up in the service, I promise you a new house, a new car, new th none of that is, if Jesus shows up in my service, I'm just going to say, God, thank you for choosing. He's omnipresent, meaning that he's everywhere. But there's a difference between the omnipresence of God and the manifest presence of God. Omnipresence everywhere at the same time, but manifest presence is when he steps out of omni and he makes himself known to the folk that are around him. Everybody shout, I want that. Well, if you want that, you know, you know what needs to be your declaration? That's all I want. That is all I want. That is like, thank you for the blessings, but what I really want, thank you for double-double, but what I really want, I just want you.